0: If the headset will actually sound decent, which I guess you could have tested it by recording and then playing it back, but I don't know. If it gets rid of the chair noise and some of the paper and the background noise, I'm all for you being on a smaller mic.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I think. I don't have that. To... Uh, uh, Can't get either. So, oh, oh and uh, <laughs> the
0: paper. Yeah. Well, and also, um, just FYI, I edited out sounds of you scratching yourself last week.
1: Oh Jesus! <laughs>
0: well, luckily, it wasn't around when you were talking. But I'm like, is he? That's a oh. Aww! <laughs> Hey listen
1: man sometimes you got to you got to answer the call
0: I was ready to file a sexual harassment charge but then I realized I'm the HR so that would not work and, also, and look
1: what you were wearing
0: and also and also we're, we have no HR <laughs> We have
1: no HR department. There is no HR department here Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> get started recording on your side so we can get this over with, because uh, this is the end of Matei for this May.
1: <laughs> and recording's going. One, two,
0: three. All right. So if you're ready to record and I'm ready to record, we can finally bring May Mate to a close and then start celebrating the end of this year. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, they.
1: Wait, wait. It's the end of 2020? God, this has been the longest fucking year I've ever lived through. I'm telling you, Court, I never thought... Our
0: fiscal year, buddy, that started last August. Oh, fuck.
2: Alright, go ahead. The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Two talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish, cinema science.
3: A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier
2: bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that Cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses. And that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. Trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infest in every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague of Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with court and Matt.
0: Welcome to the 249th straight week of Cinema Psyops. I'm once again sitting alone in isolation thanks to COVID 19. Super excited that the fiscal year for Cinema Psyops is getting ready to come to a close. That's right, we've got less than 12 weeks after this one. More excited that this is the final episode of May Mate for this year is Matt! Oh, thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Don't thank God, thank the Gregorian calendar. <laughs>
1: I just wish it was the end of the year.
0: Twenty twenty will not go away. It will not go gentle into that good night. It's just gonna keep getting worse before it gets any better here, buddy.
1: I you know, I wanna say, hey Court, you're wrong, but the nihilist in me is like, hey Court, I told you this is the way it was all gonna end. I told you this.
0: And then Court says to you, Ha, huh, you were being optimistic. It's not gonna end. It's just gonna keep getting worse.
1: Yeah, that's right there's no end when everyone's like hey you know this will be the end of society i'm just like no it's not <laughs> it's just going to get it's just going to get worse man <laughs> If it's the end of the world, we get to get off easy on that.
0: No, man, we're all gonna die. You thought murder hornets were crazy? Wait till you meet the chainsaw bears.
1: You thought chainsaw bears were bad? Wait till you see the orangutans with sniper rifles.
0: Sniper indicates <laughs> think, like a military type thing.
1: I think someone said, "Well, at least we don't have apes that are on horseback yet."
0: And then August rolls around, and for my birthday, I get apes on horseback. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, they're not hunting humans, though. They're hunting rabid weasels. We just keep getting just in the way of the shot
1: yeah right they're they're fine you know everyone just causes so much trouble we're all fine we're all gonna be fine here we're we're i can't do it anymore man (laughs) what's next uh moles but uh they have like turbines attached to their feet so they're really gonna cause some poor shit
0: okay let's stop filling up a calendar because i really feel like we're gonna have some serious fake photography coming in of all of this stuff (laughs) i
1: know right (laughs) turbine moles
0: (laughs) for fucking september i guess.
1: But guess what? October, surprisingly quiet.
0: I would hope because I would like to actually have Halloween this year because of all the stuff that could possibly be going on. It's like a full moon. The time changes over here in the States on Halloween night, and it's on a Saturday. It's all things that would be amazing to have. I, I, I know, right? But I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, dude. The way the numbers are going, I think we're going to be locked down indefinitely until some type of a vaccine can be bought at a very high price for every individual who wishes to live, because that's and, the America yeah, we're living in right now.
1: Pretty much going to come out. Now we get it. This vaccine is going to be... $5,000. And they I may mean, sound a lot, but do you want your family to live? And, you know, if you can't afford it, well, I guess the weak just die. Thank you, Republicans.
0: Yeah, that's basically what's going on right now. But yeah. there's pretty mm-hmm. much worse things that are happening, Matt. We we still have one more Matei movie to talk about.
1: You know, I was kind of hoping we could just talk about how shitty our lives are instead of this fucking Matei movie.
0: Well, if you want to talk about how shitty your life is and bitch about politics, you got to get a hold of Darren over at Psychosomatic. He's primed to let you do such a thing.
1: You're right you're not wrong soon as soon as I have a setup that you know won't die yeah I'm gonna do that <laughs>
0: <laughs> you won't have to record on his side though. Like he'll he'll record you. You'll you'll be fine. He's he's not mean no. like me. He won't make you record on your side. I will.
1: Yeah, I don't. You know, it's it's not like me recording on my side is all that bad. D- there's no extra work for me other than just having audacity and then just pressing record.
0: And you also do have to say three, two, one, and clap.
1: Oh, oh yeah, I totally forgot. You know what? You are you're a fucking slave driver, you piece of shit.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm a perfectionist. I'll freely admit it. Uh, so. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about the other hell. I'm going to have to basically defer to your review and see what you thought of it and what things you were able to kind of find in the movie. I don't know. I I was hoping for more of a nunsploitation flick. And what I got is more of a spooky haunted house, like exorcism type story with nuns in it. And I was hoping for full fledged nunsploitation and didn't get it.
1: Yeah, I thought we were going to get a, a nunsploitation film when I saw the nuns and it didn't, uh, it didn't go that way. I don't know if I'm sad or mad about what we got, like, but I think because I had this idea of what it was going to be, and then it turned out not to be that. I don't know if that affected me, but uh, yeah.
0: Well, we were kind of spoiled with the Japanese uh, nunsploitation movie we did a commentary with the VD clinic on. But, I mean, is it nunsploitation if it's not exploitation, like, in a sexual, like, sexcapade-type nuns movie? Because there are plenty of sexploitation-type nunsploitation films, but how does it become nunsploitation versus just a horror movie with nuns in it? You know? Like, where does the exploitation come in? For me, it's the sexualized content.
1: Yeah, um... I would say you can, though. It can be exploitative because nuns, for many people in this world, people don't want to see bad things happen to nuns because nuns are viewed as traditionally good people and more innocent people. (laughs) I I said most people just calm it down. So, I guess you could still be because you're putting through some of them through a lot of pain and suffering, maybe? But even then, this doesn't quite make that pain and suffering. This is more like a, just a spooky religious film than a non-exploitation film.
0: Yeah. And I don't know, I've always heard it sold as a non-sploitation film and I was delaying yeah. watching it, even though I had the Blu-ray. I was really hoping to close out May Mate with some really seedy, sleazy, non-sploitation stuff that was going to make you super uncomfortable. And what I yeah. got was a slow, sort of deliberately paced, plotting buildup of a supernatural type thriller film that, Like, I don't know if my expectations are what's flavoring my opinion of it, or if it's more just maybe it just wasn't for me. I don't know. But it's certainly, as far as craft goes, I think this is up there. This is probably the best made of all of the fully Matei shot films that we covered so far. Um, the, The score is excellent. It's actually edited pretty well and it's shot really well. It's just is the material itself going to live up to my warm and fuzzy expectations of nuns.
1: Yeah, right. So, I mean, yeah, this the, the, there's, there's some really mean nuns around here.
0: <laughs> there's just some really mean nuns.
1: That could also be very true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone's heard Mother Teresa, I guess, was just completely fucking horrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you said it yourself.
1: Hey, fuckers, religion's bullshit. God's not real. <laughs> You know, I wasn't talking for me there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. You were in character.
1: Well, it was even in character. I was making a. G- you know what? Fuck you. Just go play a goddamn ad or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well then, (laughs) Matt is (laughs) super flustered here, so we're going to play the Legion GoFundMe promo to try and help out our fellow Legionnaires that may be in need. It's sort of a uh, bigger scale, give a penny, take a penny, as Bo is about to explain. When we come back, we'll have a little bit of music that I was able to grab right out of the soundtrack for The Other Hell, so everybody just cool about it.
3: Be cool, guys. Come on, don't be
0: dicks. When we come back, there
3: once again will be no trailer. This is Beau from LegionPodcasts.com. Hey, it's been a crazy time, and when the world gets nuts, we're happy to offer some old-fashioned podcast entertainment. But for some folks, getting a laugh out of a show isn't really helping these days. People who depend on tips in their bartending jobs or have been put on furlough with no pay till the worst of this coronavirus threat has passed. That's a tough spot. That's why we set up a GoFundMe for members of our community, a sort of grand-scale take-a-penny-leave-a-penny. For people like myself, for whom the recent disruptions haven't kicked us out of work, well, we can drop a few of those extra pennies in the GoFundMe jar. For those who are directly affected by recent events and find themselves looking for money to pay the electric bill or keep the water on, well, how about you give me a shout at bo, B-O, at legionpodcasts.com. Let me know the situation and what you need, and we'll do our best to make life a little easier. And you can find links to the GoFundMe on the front page of LegionPodcasts.com, on our Facebook group page, or on Twitter at LegionPodcasts, Podcasts, where it's the pinned tweet. For those of you who are able, thanks in advance for chipping in. And members of our community who need a hand, hey, here we are. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy. And we're all going to get through this together. Legion isn't just a name, it's who we are. Thanks for listening to all the shows here on Legion Podcasts, and we'll talk to you soon.
2: La notte. Ci posso me? vieni, vieni. Ho capito tutto io. Non succede niente.
4: Lo zucca, oh quello sì ti aiuterà. Cosa preferisci?
0: Trippy indeed.
1: I'm totally stoned now. So yeah, that's trippy as shit.
0: (laughs) Let's do the review and get this over with.
1: Fucking A, the other hell. All right. So we have a start with a nun who's in these kind of catacombs. A lot of skulls traditional what catacombs would look like she appears to be looking for another young calling out for another sister then she comes into what appears to be almost like a lab and there's a dead nun on the table and a very bloody sheet over her nether regions the nun who was in the catacombs uh, says out loud that she felt like she was being followed through those catacombs then we cut to the surface and all the nuns are being called into the fucking church and the head nun asks about another nun who isn't there and she is told that she is in her cell like that nun had asked her to stay in so don't know why she was asking in the first
0: place all of this talk about nun nun other nun and the other nun nun i'm even more confused than when i was watching it going wait is this all the same nun what, what the fuck
1: dude there's no names and i'm like Fuck it. And also, why was this scene during the day where she asked for that nun? That made no fucking sense whatsoever. That doesn't come back to anything. Nothing. It's fucking nothing. Okay,
0: good. Then I got it. I was just that lost while watching it. I just wanted to make Dude, sure same. I was like, oh, who are all these nuns? Like, there's a ton I, of nuns and you never get names for like 97% of them.
1: I watched the first five minutes four times. <laughs> same. To see if I could try to derive what the fuck is going on. I'm trying on. to figure
0: it out and, and I'm like, who the fuck are all, like, you can't, there's nothing to differentiate them. They don't have different markings to their habits or anything that would make them even differentiate. Even the mother superior, it's hard to tell her different from the rest of them because they spent literally nothing extra on the, the suits for these ladies. Like, all of the costuming, they look almost exactly the same in dress. And I get that's what uh, nuns are supposed to do, but it makes it really hard to follow it as a movie. Yeah,
1: and also, I'm just going to be 100% honest with you guys. I have no real names in here. I don't know anybody in here. I have girl, dude, young priest, old priest, padre. I, I, it's There's no names in this, because fuck it. What? If the movie can't like give me like a substantial character... I'm not going to give him a fucking
0: name. I don't name. really recall any of the names actually being spoken out for any of the women like or the nuns. But I do yeah. remember a couple of the priests got named once or twice. And, but, but once it, or it twice. It was hard to even follow that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, already this movie in five minutes in is hard to follow. And it doesn't really have much substance. It's just cutaways, cameras, and everything so dark you can't really see.
0: I had to brighten my TV to be able to watch it. But once I did so, I was able to see things a lot more clearly. I don't think it's the print's fault. I just think it that's the way that it was shot. It was like super, super dark.
1: I agree with you. I don't think it's the print. I think it's the way they shot it. So anyway, the head nun, who was kind of watching all the girls come in, her and groundskeeper Willie exchange some <laughs> knowing looks. And she heads inside. So anyway, then we're back. Now, somehow the head nun is now with that other nun, and they are in the catacombs area, and they're standing over the dead nun uh, on the table, and fuck it, that's going to be our first clip.
4: The first thing to do in embalming, a sinful nun, is to cleanse her of evil, starting. That's the place. The evil starts there. Between her. Legs. The evil which grows and consumes everything, even the spirit. The devil enters a woman there and devours her. <sighs> the genitals are the door to evil. The vagina, the uterus, the womb, the labyrinth that leads to hell. The devil's tools. Hell is within us. Mother of God, protect us. Can you guess why this poor nun is lying here cold and dead? No! Her weakness was her downfall. It made her a prey to temptation. I warned her and she didn't listen. She kept on sinning until in the end she was his, the devil incarnate. Her stomach swelled and inside her she kept a monster. It had black body hair and satanic eyes. An evil creature, born dead on the Sabbath. An abortion! Yes, an abortion! The evil thing is destroyed, cut from the womb, removed from this holy place. The threat lives on. Here in the convent, the demon lives and feeds on good suckling at the breasts of nuns like this one here! Sister Florence! Our mother superior, embalmed and destined to stay, a sinner through eternity, a spirit-acquired prisoner of this convent because she killed herself, they tell you. You can hear her calling, calling out some nights, She's put a curse on us. She calls, and the name she calls is the man who killed her!
0: See, now this stuff... Got me going. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. What's going on here? She's talking about the womb and how it's like the other hell. It's the other gateway to damnation or whatever. So she. Views, so you're cool with women's vaginas being portrayed as being evil? That's what she. I, I mean, the idea that she's projecting all of that and that she has to get rid of it because it is supposed to be evil. Like that idea and the way they were portraying it, I was like, okay, this is kind of creepy. This has got some inherent misogyny that all religion basically tends to have. So I was getting interested oh, in yeah. it. I was really into the ideas that they were trying to project here, and then they never really come back to it after this, do they?
1: No, they never really come back to what the nun was saying about uh, the other hell and that being an entrance for it and where all like the demon and everything comes from. No, they pretty much abandoned that right, right but after this. that setup so... was
0: awesome, and I was getting really interested because I'm like, all right, so if we're going to have some crazy sure. sexual stuff going on with the nuns, this means that their wombs are like a portal to hell or some shit like that in this case with the way that they're trying to say Maybe. it, but nope.
1: In my mind, I thought maybe right after, like, okay, there's going to be a bunch of nuns having sex, and right after they have sex, like, demons are all just going to spawn start killing people
0: or or even like they get possessed and the possession is basically focused in on their vaginas everything having to do with that that the glorious wonderful thing that's just so amazing and the it is the only way that they can sort of satiate the demons was like some kind of like sexual act or something like that like i thought that's what they were setting up
1: and of course much like religion you got to ruin well, it
0: well and everything that they were trying to set up everything that they like i thought they were trying to do they obviously weren't doing so i'm like okay were you setting any expectation here or is it just that you're trying to say that that it's easier for women to be possessed because they have a vagina that is in this movie, apparently a portal to hell. What are you trying to say here? Movie? Like they lay out a bunch of really cool ideas and then immediately just leave them there for you to just figure out on your own and go, Nope, we're done. And they step back and that's it.
1: I, I and I get what you're saying, court, but I think you're giving Matei too much credit. Don't try to look for a meeting. Cause I don't think he has.
0: <laughs> the thing is though, there is some stuff that they really felt like they were setting up and trying to do something with and just stopped and just didn't like,
1: and why did you think it'd be, any, I mean, this is Matei, of course, sometimes he set things up, which are going to look awesome, and then he doesn't do anything.
0: <laughs> I don't know, I guess I'm tired of the cocktease of Matei, mean, you know, it's like, I, I feel just, like I'm going to get something good, and then I just, it never, ever happens, and I'm just set here with cinematic blue balls for, uh, watching Matei for like four weeks straight. You're
1: ready to be hurt again.
0: <laughs> I guess, I don't know. <laughs>
1: Every time, man, you just keep going back thinking he won't hurt you and he keeps hurting you. So anyway, as that lead nun is kind of going crazy down there, she goes really crazy and starts stabbing her assistant to death. And then we get the opening credits.
0: I was into that. I'm like, okay, senseless slaughter in a nunnery. Let's go.
1: Then we could do, uh, they're kind of all eating dinner. It seems like, or breakfast, whatever, lunch. And another run runs into the head nun. And uh, so... They go together and they go down to this lab and they find the bodies of the nun on the table and the stabbed nun on the ground. The head nun tells the group that it was an unfortunate accident and not to worry about it and that a padre will be coming to check things out. So the Padre does show up. He's an older man, and a nun then flips out at him, telling him that he needs to go and save himself, and that they have already kind of, you know, sealed their own fates, and that he should be able to go to save himself. That he was involved in this. The Padre, you know, he's going to stay. He's uh, reading that night, and all of a sudden these pages catch on fire, and one page just kind of jumps out at it, and it's the parable of the possessed man, so, ooh, uh... I, I
0: actually like this i i like the way that they're setting it up and you know i'm I'm you know we, we had the the nun stabbing we had the talk of the womb being the other hell we got all these like you know ominous signs of things that have come and I'm getting really excited at this point the first time watching this film
1: i I don't know man it kind of just it's pissing me off i i, I get I, it, for some reason the movie I think being down the catacombs it was so dark it really made me mad
0: <laughs> yeah because you can't see anything and you're just screaming about how it looks like it was filmed through a bowl of soup.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Exactly that. <laughs> uh, so it, it anyway. looked like
0: it was filmed through a bowl of soup.
1: Yeah. And then we cut to, we see a woman sleeping and with a cat and a bunch of mannequins and plastic dolls hanging about. Uh, then we cut to Mass and during the communion part, and one nun starts bleeding from her mouth. Then we see there's a cover nun, like a nun who is a total. Cover over her face, and she's watching this. The woman runs out, who's bleeding from the mouth, and she finds groundskeeper Willie, <laughs> and she's asking him for help.
0: Every time you call him groundskeeper um, Willie, I'm going to laugh.
1: <laughs> they the other nuns kind of get her down to the ground, and they all surround her and start performing what appears to be like an exorcism, or at least saying a prayer. Cut to the sick nun is now in bed, and she starts getting stigmata wounds for lack of a better term.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, um, all stuff that was piquing my interest and in making me really want something to get set up and pay off here, like, I'm really thinking, like, oh my god, this may be Matei's masterpiece, you know? Like, really excited at this point, despite the um, fact that a lot of it was filmed through soup. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, the stigmata wounds, they, they start to, they. this starts to try to win me back. This is kind of making me feel like, oh, well, okay. Bad start for me, but maybe now we're getting into something because it was moving quick, too. It's a very quick at first movie movie. And I was like, okay, if we're going to be at a quick pace where this kind of shit's going to constantly happen, I'm listening. I'm, maybe you'll win me back. So I was also ready to be heard again.
0: Yeah, so we're almost on the same page at this point where we're both kind of like looking at it and thinking that maybe just maybe we're going to have something delivered to us that we could really enjoy because it seems like we're heading in that direction because it is ratcheting up. It's building the tension very well at this point, And we're kind of moving forward in the story and we're like, okay, well, and the priest gets here and we got more exorcism stuff going on. Like just where's this going to go? We both are probably having that feeling.
1: Why do we let him do this to
0: us? <laughs> I don't know, Matt, one of these days he's going to make a movie that we can really love.
1: No, he's not. <laughs> But we'll keep going back. Uh, but, but we we do we let him get away with a lot. I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, we get <laughs> to the padre is blessing the castle, and he wants to go all the way up to like the attic and everything. But the head nun doesn't want him to. Says there's nothing up there. But he wants to bless the entire castle, so she's obviously worried about something. And then they hear a scream. They all run and they find the sick nun's bed is covered with blood and that her habit is sitting on the bed empty. All of a sudden, she, the nun, falls from behind the door completely bloodied. Uh, We then come to the Padre is meeting with some other priests,
5: and that is our next clip. I cannot believe this is what you say it is. Father, this is the 20th century, and the church must renew its methods of exorcism. Anyone who does not believe in the devil, cannot believe in God. You're right. Whether it's good, there's evil.
6: The devil exists, all right. But he exists in the hearts and minds of human beings. Not underground, or in the heavens. Only here, in the dark recesses of the subconscious.
5: Father Valerio, will be taking over your work, Father, at the convent.
6: It may seem unorthodox, but I believe that the intricate labyrinths of the human psyche needs an explorer who can put his mind to work on the psychology of mysticism, investigate the religious mind. Its inspirations and motivations, which often stem from early experiences, what we used to call Satan, is no more than the negative thought that accompanies the positive. In this century, science has progressed enormously. If the church is to retain its following, it must remain abreast of that progress. Father
5: Valerio is a special investigator, a man after my own heart, a kind of ecclesiastical detective. I'm quite certain he's capable of finding out the cause of the disturbances at the convent and putting them to rights. You are very young, Father Valerio, and obviously an enthusiastic man. However, consider this. There are moments in our work when science, technology, psychology, logic, if you like, are not enough. In those moments, we find ourselves face to face with the evil one, his unbelievable strength that crushes everything with its fury, and there is only one weapon with which to combat it. One weapon. The only one you can ever win with true faith.
0: Again, it's setting up some stuff. I'm getting the feels on this. I'm like getting really excited to see what they're about to do because I feel like they're setting up this epic, epic battle. And I'm forgetting that this is a Matei-lensed Claudio Fragasi co-written thing with Matei. Like I just keep forgetting that as I'm watching this. What is it like the first 25 minutes that we're at right now?
1: We're in the first 29 minutes.
0: Yeah, so like the first half hour, right? We're it's starting to really get interesting at this point.
1: And also at this point, I'm like, hey, hold on a tick. Right. We have an old priest. Right. And a young priest. So I'm like, all right.
0: Right. And we've got some hints of possible needs for exorcism because of the way the nuns were praying over one of their brethren whenever she was acting as strangely as she was and i'm thinking okay well maybe she actually is epileptic maybe she just bit her tongue and they don't know how to deal with it because of the time frame that the movie's coming in maybe we're going to actually have like the science versus religion thing and they're going to find out she's not actually possessed but somebody else is i've got all these things going through my mind where i'm not even thinking about hey wait i haven't seen any nuns naked yeah
1: again i'm the same way I'm, I'm, I'm now i'm with you i finally you got there before i did but now I'm starting to be like, all right, this is moving rather fast. And now we have an old priest and a young priest. This is going to shape up nicely.
0: I'm like, okay, I haven't seen a good exorcist ripoff out of Italy in a while. Like, I've seen plenty of them so far. And this is one that maybe I haven't seen yet. So cool. I'm, I'm into it so far. Deliver something to me, movie.
1: So anyway, uh, the young priest shows up and a dog almost kills him. But groundskeeper Willie saves him. He takes him <laughs> on a tour of the grounds, telling him about the place. And then, uh, you know, kills a chicken right in front of him. And that seemed to be a live chicken kill. So, um, fuck you, movie.
0: I'm just glad that the kill that they did later on wasn't live. But, yeah, it was a live chicken kill in the middle of the movie. So, fuck you, movie. Not cool.
1: Yeah, not cool movie. Then we come to nuns are burning all the, like, furniture and stuff. I think of one of the sick nuns. Uh, The young priest walks up to this, and that is our next clip. The
4: evil is getting burned. The force disappears with it.
6: Fingerprints tend to disappear in the ashes, too. The one thing I insist on, sister, is to be allowed to work without interference. I must feel that I can come to my own conclusions without outside influence. I looked at this report by Padre Nardo, and there are many unexplained things. Sister Rosaria, Sister Sunta, they appear to have committed suicide But it's odd that the mother superior did the same thing years ago. And the manner in which they died has a great similarity. Do
4: you intend to investigate this?
6: Yes, I do. And if necessary, question the nuns individually.
4: I won't allow you to upset the convent life. The nuns are still extremely shocked.
6: Mother. I was sent here specially to try to find out how these women died. It was a job I was given. And I don't mean to leave this convent until I've solved the mystery.
4: Well, there's no mystery in this convent, I assure you. It's all quite clear. The power of evil has been unleashed in this convent. And it's making off with our weaker souls, one by one. Those whose belief is thin. You won't help my nuns by digging into their private lives, Padre. The best way to fight the devil is with the weapons given us by our Lord, and you ought to know what they are.
6: The greatest weapon our Lord gave us was our brain. And that's just what I'm going to use to win this battle. Don't you see? Those nuns were murdered. This is the work of human beings, not Satan. Good night, Reverend Mother.
1: Well, shit. So we already have some... Now everyone's starting to combat who's gonna win crazy nun lady or the dude trying to use his brain so anyway the uh priest goes looking around and he opens up a door and there's a crazy older nun just sitting there smiling at him all crazy like that was weird um (laughs) and then we see a a cat is watching him as he's kind of looking around then he ends up in the tunnels where all these hanging mannequins and dolls are and he's kind of wondering what the hell's going about this.
0: All decent enough atmosphere, although it feels a little like padding by the time we get to that room that we've seen already with the dolls and the mannequins.
1: Yeah. And then, more importantly, we cut to the main nun is again stabbing and pulling out stuff from another dead nun. So that just must be her deal. But apparently this is all supposed to be like embalming and shit like that, preparing the body. It's their morgue, apparently.
0: Right. But it was still interesting to watch her mutilate a corpse. You know, I mean, that's still at least something entertaining.
1: But here's the bad thing. Again, for me, so dark I couldn't really see anything. Again, it's through soup, <laughs> so anything in the, anything in these catacombs, it you know fucking ruins.
0: Yeah, it I me. could see that. It is uh, really dark when we're in the catacombs, and it's really hard to see. I don't know yeah. what happened, but I just turned up the brightness on my TV and called it a day.
1: <laughs> I should have, but I didn't think to. I didn't want to ruin the watching experience or anything. You uh,
0: can't see it. You've also ruined the watching experience. Yeah, right.
1: Well, I didn't. Whoever made this movie did. It's now nighttime, and Groundskeeper Willie sees the old priest walking about. Um, That Padre, he's walking up and reciting Bible verses in the church. Uh, We see Groundskeeper (laughs) Willie following. Uh, And then uh, the lead nun... She uh, wakes up, and she's kind of, like, at her desk. She wakes up, and there's a drawing of a pot, and it's on fire, and it seems to be boiling with somebody standing over it.
0: Like a witch kind of thing. Um,
1: yeah. And then I'm like, oh, are there are witches around here? This should be okay. I mean, oh, but we've got witches? Jesus Christ, this movie could have everything before it's all said and done.
0: Is one of the nuns secretly a witch? Are they trying to set that up, that, like, she's destroying the convent within? Is it the lady doing the autopsies? Is it the mother in charge? What? You know what the fuck is going on man this is looking really cool but nothing yeah. you get nothing from nothing any of this yet.
1: it's looking cool and i'm getting nervous though because we're about 40 minutes into the movie (laughs) so things better start picking up if we're gonna get everywhere here because right now you got a lot of stories dangling in the air and fucking
0: nothing's being answered we're coming to the end of all Uh, these various threads and neither the twain have they met they're not woven together in any way shape or form they're all just threads left out there dangling and we're gonna start reaching the end of some of them real fast
1: very good uh So, the young priest is listening to a tape and drinking, getting hammered drunk,
6: and that is our next clip. The thing that unites them all is silence, and my presence here is suspicious to them. They change direction when they see me coming, and barely answer me when I wish them good morning. This hostility stems from their guiding light, the Mother Superior, Sister Vincenza, her enigmatic face seems to be everywhere. Watching me, Sister Vincenza wields enormous power over the nuns in this convent. She dominates them with a kind of supernatural force. All right.
1: So then, we see the old padre. He's still looking around. and He comes to the, like, the all the dummies and hanging dolls. Then the covered nun attacks him. He's able to fight her off, and the cat's watching. He ends up in kind of like a library room and stokes a fire that's there. He can hear something moving, and he asks who's there. And then we see these red glowing eyes, and it says the devil. Then all of a sudden the old Padre gets lit on fire and dies.
0: Okay, burning a priest alive. I'm cool. This is getting more entertaining for me.
1: (laughs) So the young priest wakes up, and he listens to the recordings. Then a woman on the recording asks to meet him in the chapel for confession. He shows up into the confession, and the woman on the other side tells him that she loves him, and that she will commit the ultimate sin just for him. Then a knife comes through, almost killing him. He gets out of there, out of the confessional, and starts looking around, and he finds that all the nuns are together singing, and he has a bit of a stare down with the lead nun, and then finds the knife sticking into the wall. The head nun then says she wants to show him something, how accidents happen. happened, shows him a crazy nun who she says got lost in the tunnels. She says she doesn't talk, and she doesn't. She just sits there, kind of mindlessly mumbling with gray hair. Now, remember the crazy nun earlier who was just smiling like an idiot? We don't ever see her. <laughs> right. And now there's this nun who got. So now we have another added story of a crazy nun who doesn't talk, got lost in the catacombs. We are now close to an hour in on an hour and 28 long movie, and there's another thread started. That's too late to start a new thread.
0: I actually thought that that was the same nun. It's just that she, her hair went gray from fear. That's what no, I was because thinking. the other one but... was
1: older. Or, or or it's supposed to be the same nun and they had to, they got a different actress because they weren't paying
0: attention. i I thought it was gonna be the same one and her hair was supposed to turn gray from fear, but you're saying this is a completely different nun. They've abandoned one thread and they're substituting another one.
4: I think
1: so.
0: That's more Matei, that I believe.
1: Yeah, Uh, so anyway, uh, the priest then has a sermon, and then when he goes to grab some things for the communion, he finds the dead Padre's head. The young priest meets them with the cardinal, and that is our next clip. There must
5: be a reason for all this horror. If we could only find a motive for killing all these poor nuns. But I cannot see why anyone would want to do such a thing. What if Father Inardo was right? It looks as if we're face to face with a supernatural phenomenon. What other explanation is there for these awful murders, other than devil's work? It's the work of a sick
6: mind. You can call it diabolical, but it's not. Someone must want to hide a secret. Someone who'd stoop to murder to avoid revealing it. Grant me a few more days, your eminence, and I'll try to break this case open. I hope
5: sincerely you succeed. Otherwise, I'm afraid I shall be forced to close the convent and call in the police, something I prefer not to do. I shall have to change my
6: tactics with the sisters at the convent. I've avoided treating them harshly till now.
0: He's avoided contact with them almost entirely until now.
1: Yeah, you mean, really, treating them harshly? Motherfucker, you haven't treated them at all.
0: (laughs) Denying them his presence is treating them harshly.
1: Yeah, so now this young priest goes ripping the place apart, and it's causing the nuns a lot of agitation because they don't know why this is fucking happening. The head nun looks like she is gonna go ahead and kill groundskeeper Willie. She starts yelling at him, but in his pants is evil. She has a knife. Looks like she's about ready to fucking cut his dick off if he doesn't keep his mouth shut. Until another nun tells her what the young priest is doing. uh The head nun and the priest they have a pretty much a blowout. Where he tells her to stay uh in her fucking lane pretty much, and that he is outside of her jurisdiction. I mean he pretty much tells her, you know, you scare all these other nuns here, but you don't scare
0: me, so <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's basically the uh conversation that they have condensed down into yeah. a nutshell. But again, none of this really tends to go anywhere. Like, why is she threatening the groundskeeper? Is he fucking some of the nuns? Is she obsessed with wombs because she's had to perform abortions here because they mentioned an abortion? Is the groundskeeper yeah. Willy guy part of this abortion thing? No. No, we don't know because the movie never fucking bothers to explain any of that. They just keep moving on.
1: Just keep going. I mean, we don't have time for your horse shit of wanting a movie with stories, okay? They have something to do here. They've they've got to Um, show
0: me more interesting stuff and not... Give me any kind of cohesive plot, because it's an Italian film, and I'm fine with that.
1: Exactly. Uh, the priest, we have more time of the, the just padding of the pre- priest investigating. The head nun goes around, and she's now in the hanging doll room. The priest hears a commotion from above, so he's starting to hear a lot of movement up there. The priest then goes looking through that crazy nun's room. We see the mass nun puts the cat outside of the room. The priest finds, like, a loose tile. He lifts it up, and it's a lock of hair. All of a sudden, the crazy nun starts choking him out with the rosary, trying to kill him. He passes out. Then she kind of passes out. But we can see he's not dead. He's still breathing groundskeeper Willie. it's outside he sees the cat and he sends his dogs after it then we cut to a weird lady who's hanging out with the fucking dolls just with like a surgical mask on and she's like watching unfortunately at this point the dogs catch up to the cat and the cat is killed but
0: not for real thankfully Uh, this is the one time the movie actually did something right and
1: yeah he pulls out a a, an obviously fake skinned cat from the right and
0: when the dogs are rolling Um, around with it you can tell that the dogs are actually like being held down by their collars to roll around like that and they're all playful their tails are wagging the whole time and it's obviously enough fake enough to where i'm like oh okay but like the implication i'm still kind of like a fuck you movie for that
1: yeah right um well, he's going to give his dog some of this sweet cat meat, apparently, as a reward. Then it all turns to maggots, and then one of the dogs bites his hand. Good
0: for him. He fucking deserved that.
1: Right? Then all of a sudden, a gate opens up, and the dog starts chasing them. Groundskeeper Willie is able to take shelter, but a dog gets in, bites him in the neck, and Again. kills him.
0: Good on you, pal. You deserved it. He's been sicking these dogs on everybody else.
1: So anyway, the priest starts videoing the drawing he found of the nun with like the cauldron type thing. He's videoing it and then he watches some film. It's almost like his camera all of a sudden makes a movie and we see what it is that old lead nun, she's trying to protect her baby. An older nun says that it's an abomination and tries to put the baby in a boiling pot of water so no witches. That's lame.
0: But still, it's a baby being boiled, man. I'm into that. Wait,
1: clip. Yeah, I suppose.
0: Clip. Total Uh, clip.
1: The other nun, then that lead nun, grabs it, takes it out. Uh, The baby makes then, through the look, the baby makes the old nun choke herself to death. Satan. Satan! Uh, The the lead nun then visits our priest in our next clip.
4: I beg you not to take it. I won't allow anybody to have it. They tell me she's a monster. And it's just because she'd been ill-treated. She's a baby. My sweet baby. Little Eliza, my little Eliza.
6: I never thought she was a monster. She's gifted with extrasensory perception and power. She can translate her thoughts into... <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: The devil and I made her, he and I together, we made a pact. I'd have her, my own daughter. And I'd renounce the vows of a nun. taking up the life of the devil's woman. Allowing him to penetrate me and give me his child. He would creep into my bed after dark. And I revelled in his lust. I felt the joy inside, like this! (laughs) Joy and pain, do you feel it? (laughs) The pain of penetration and birth! Oh, you can produce her empty screams, but I produced a child, a wonderful child! She can even perform miracles and make things move on their own. And bring back the dead. The dead! She could kill if she wanted to, but she won't. She loves a man, see? Only she's mine. Oh, mine! No man will take her from me.
0: Okay, so she's the one who had the baby. The baby's now one of the nuns? I
1: guess... Or just something living in the castle, but
0: okay. So is it the craziest kind of lady that can't talk? It, it like no, which it, they don't actually say which one is the one with the psychic power, the, the, right?
1: The one you cannot see the face of, right? Is the is supposed to be her daughter? Okay,
0: so we've never had her established other than maybe she's the one running so around mean, the catacombs. She conicombs?
1: watched her cat get killed. You know, she was the one with the surgical mask on.
0: Okay, that's the daughter and. That's the lower the half of her face is covered. That's the daughter. Okay, yeah. Yes. That I remember now. Okay, see, that's that's okay. just how much of a double mark this film has left on me after watching it one day ago. Alright. Now it's right. coming back to me. So, so she's the one with the sort of surgical mask across the bottom of her face.
1: Or when you saw a, a nun with a full white sheet over her face. I'm right. So and
0: she is the one who has been stashed in the attic the entire time, which is why this same nun wanted to keep them out of the attic whenever they were searching. Yes. And none of the other nuns know that she's there, and this is the daughter who was born, it was supposed to be boiled, and then all the murder started because of this, and now we're supposed to believe that whatever power that this particular nun lady has is sort of like what Carrie has, but also a little bit like Damien in the Omen. So we have sort of like an Omen-Exorcist mashup here with this.
1: Something like that. Yes. Okay,
0: well that just um, that just raised my estimation of the movie. Clearly I need to watch this again because now that things are starting to fall together a little bit more, I probably should have given this more of a chance.
1: There's still so many untied fucking... Everything.
0: Yeah, but that's Italian film. Uh, that's not just Bruno Mattei. That's Italian film in general. Well, there's so many ideas that are just left out. The problem is that we're spoiled from filmmakers like Fulci and Argento and all the other ones that do tend to tie up more of those than everybody else. Yeah. But but like the stuff that they're setting out here, you have to do your own logic leaps and make your own story up in your head, which I do like to do, which is making me enjoy this even more now.
1: Well, there you go. Um, so the lights start, right before she can kill him, the lights start flickering on and off. Then the door busts open to pure light, and a woman is there. The lead nun is thrown onto the bed. The girl comes down, she tells the priest that she loves him, but he can never see her face. But he lifts her veil anyway, because fuck listening, am I right, fellas? Uh,
0: Also, uh, he's removing clothing from a woman against her will. So, double fuck that priest. Yeah, right.
1: And, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and as she does, we see the daughter, and she has scars over the lower part of her face by her mouth and her lower I'm cheek. I'm
0: guessing she got dipped almost all the way into the boiling water before she was saved is what they're getting at.
1: Yes. She explains that she isn't evil, actually. She is made to do these things by her mother, and her mother is a very hateful woman.
0: Wouldn't you be if your baby was boiled alive in front of you?
1: Yeah, but then, explain this, they kiss, and then the nun stabs her a lot in the back.
0: Her own daughter. A lot. Her own daughter. Her
1: own daughter. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's no explaining that. She's just the hateful, Is this the person.
0: same nun who was talking about how all women are evil and that the womb is the portal to hell? Yes. Well, maybe that's because of what happened to her and her baby, so maybe this is just trauma and she's freaking out and she's lashing out at the only thing she's ever loved. I got nothing else than that, well, so.
1: It, it could be, but also, she also does say all the time over it that she loves her and no one can have her but her.
0: Yeah, so that becomes even more weird and obsessive and kind of gross. She,
1: yeah. She has a weird, weird, bad obsession with her own dog.
0: Lilith Sarism, I believe they refer to that as. <laughs> uh,
1: the girl gets up and kind of chases the nun, chanting, Mama, Mama. Uh, the priest just starts screaming, and, uh, the, okay, bye. We don't see him again. Then the nun runs down to her lab, or the, the embalming area, and grabs a knife. Uh, we see groundskeeper Willie's is on the table, and all of a sudden his eyes open up and he grabs her
0: groundskeeper <laughs> Willie.
1: um she's able to break free but then the daughter comes in the daughter tells her that she is dying and that her mother did it her mother killed her then a hand comes out of one of the coffins and starts grabbing at the nun then all the dead nuns who are in coffins they kind of blow out and the dead nuns start coming to life their arms come out traditional kind of zombie. i was stuff. into
0: this this was cool this was winning me yep. back definitely
1: the nun starts going crazy and stabs the girl in the stomach then groundskeeper Willie starts getting up and he chokes the nun. <laughs> and as the girl dies, the nun dies and groundskeeper Willie's grasp. After the girl dies and the nun dies, groundskeeper Willie dies. Everyone dies again, who was already dead. And we cut to the movie ending with a new priest and nun. And they are talking while in this kind of catacomb, this lab area. And
7: that is our final clip. That is beyond death life continues and all this went on here in the bowels of the earth the perfect laboratory of a devilish alchemist a coven of witches
4: this is the devil's door
7: no reverend mother no i wouldn't call this the devil's door it's merely the pitifully obvious invention of a very unfortunate soul a demented mind that ...was created entirely out of guilt for having feelings and none must deny. A remorse at giving birth.
4: What happened to... I believe his name was Padre Valerio.
7: I've heard that he isn't. Yes. He went completely crazy. And that's the part I find so hard to understand. I knew the man well, like my own brother. We studied theology together. And I find it impossible to believe he can no longer communicate except through telekinesis. Rambling on about the risen dead and demons. I think the truth of the matter is that he suffered a cerebral trauma when he was stabbed by poor sister Vincenzo. Who knows if he'll ever...
4: When is the convent due to be blessed by the bishop?
7: Today, I think. And same as in ancient times, the holy water will cleanse the place of evil.
1: All right. Uh, At this point, an earthquake begins and things start rumbling. The room starts coming alive with fire and explosions. We see red eyes again, like we saw before. And then, after it all calms down, the priest assumes it's like an earthquake. And then, right out of the coffin, a dead nun busts right through the casket. Roll credits.
0: Okay. I definitely need to watch this again. I do.
1: And I gotta say this right now. For the faults of the movie, on record, I didn't like this one particularly. Not not one of my favorites of the Matei stuff. Not Not my least favorite either. I didn't like, you know, it wasn't the one I was like, oh, my God, this is the worst fucking piece of shit I've ever seen from Matei. Uh, because you have to qualify from Matei. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's uh, a whole level of bad.
1: Yeah, it's a whole new level of bad. It's uh, it's worse. It's just not one of my favorites. But I'm going to tell you one thing. The last jump scare got me. And so congratulations. You, you, that's what made it. I'm like, okay, you redeemed yourself right yeah. at the end. The, la- the nun busting out, I'll fully admit, I jumped out of my fucking chair. <laughs> well fucking done. Well fucking done. I even yelled, fuck you fuck you i was like oh you fucking did it
0: the thing that was really frustrating for me was not really being able to follow exactly what was going on and really kind of falling victim to a lot of the mate make up your own story as you go kind of thing where he just throws some images at you and hopes something's gonna stick but i really feel like the more you watch this the more you're gonna kind of see more of a story unfolding But I also feel like the story that you're going to see unfolding is you filling in the gaps of logic with your own mind, which some viewers do enjoy that, where they kind of create their own story around the things that they're seeing on screen and having things be left a little more... Up to interpretation and just being sort of symbolic in their nature works for some folks. And in most cases, when a filmmaker does something like that and leaves it open to your interpretation, like a Fulci, I end up liking that. And I think that they did a really good job with it. And I think that it it works. And it, it's something that I rather enjoy. And I feel that that has a lot more to do with Fulci as a filmmaker being an excellent filmmaker than anything. Whereas we're yeah. not getting that with Mattei, We're getting a lot of loose ends and something sort of tied up. But at the same time, not enough visual flair to really make us forgive all the other stuff like you know that's going on that's not quite being closed up. Yeah, I agree.
1: Uh, lighten that shit up throughout the whole movie in the catacombs.
0: Lighten it up as in but picture-wise it, so you can see it.
1: Yeah, and I'm not well-versed in Italian film. Um, so I'm not well-versed in that they, they leave a whole bunch of open threads. Because like you said, I've watched more Fulci than anything else probably. Or Argento. So... You know, looking at it that way, maybe I could watch it again and then just, you know, use my own imagination for it.
0: Yeah, I think my feelings that I had for it the first time I was watching it was more having to do with the baggage I was bringing in while I was watching it. And being disappointed that this wasn't the kind of sleazy exploitation romp that I was hoping for. It's more of a omen slash exorcist mashup haunted house in a nunnery kind of story.
1: I think some asshole just called it nun exploitation because it was about nuns. and, And so,
0: fuck. For some folks... All it takes is to have a nun in it for it to be exploitation. and until I actually saw this film, I was referring to it as exploitation as well. This is a horror movie that takes place in a convent. This is closer to the storyline, pretty much verbatim, for the nun that was done years later by James Wan. Like, almost exactly <laughs> the same kind of storyline, except the reason why the evil is taking place is different. But, like, the, the nuns, priests coming in to examine it and find out what's going on, and all of that stuff, like, that's all there. Yeah. in that movie that it feels like they borrowed very heavily from the other hell. I really feel like this film could use someone to come in, take a lot of the ideas and just lift it up out of what we got here and just kind of like retool the script make things make a little more sense, make things a little more cohesive, give us like some real setup and payoff, give us some more pathos of the individual pieces of the nuns, like have them being reacting to things more where we can actually see them scared of what's going on and praying for strength, you know, as they're being terrorized. Something thing but like I hate to say it but I feel like this is like a like should be like a 2 hour movie and we should have gotten more than what we got. They just moved along so quick that it just feels almost it, fragmented it, and not there.
1: Maybe not even longer but maybe just use your time better. There was so much padding in this of searching around for shit that could have been filled with other stuff.
0: Yeah, and they could have been shooting dialogue or just people acting scared and then external noises and things like that instead of just running around a catacomb. I mean, the ideas are interesting. The stuff that they were setting up was pretty cool, and they just really had so much promise in the first 45 minutes. And then you just watch it slowly fall apart in the last 45.
1: Much much like Matei. (laughs) Great idea. Poor execution. Right,
0: But this is still pretty cool, and it feels like it has so much potential, and I want to give it so much more credit for that, the the potential that it has, but again, like, it just kind of falters at the end there a little bit, and all the ideas and all the stuff that they were trying to do, if they would have executed it better, would have been like that fucking eerie midnight horror show movie that we watched, like, last year? Do you remember that flick? Where the lady's possessed by, you know, the demons that were plaguing her mom that were into sadomasochism, and they, she keeps having that vision of Jesus coming off the cross to banger, you remember that thing? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, if we could have gotten That crew behind the story in the other hell doing that kind of work, I feel like we would have gotten something a little bit more, you know, of a classic that we could really sink our teeth into and love. As this goes, it's just, like I said, it's kind of forgettable. Like, there's stuff that, like, I completely forgot about the nun with the fucking medical mask on for a while, and you'd think I would remember that, but that totally etch-a-sketched in my brain no less than 24 hours later. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's not a good sign because I've got a really good fucking memory, and this movie left no impression on me in that case.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I remembered everything else. I think it's, I got so angry at the stuff with the cat that I just basically checked out for the last half of the movie. You, you,
1: yeah, you shut down, man, with the cat stuff.
0: I don't know. I feel like I need to give it another shot. I need to watch it again, but I don't know. I'm not, because it's going to be a while before I'm, I'm ready to give it a shot, but I believe it's on Amazon Prime and I believe if you're a Prime member, you can get it streaming and I believe it's the same cut that we got here because they never cut it down. I don't know if it'll look any better or worse than the Blu-ray that we got. Probably the same print because a lot of that stuff ends up on like anything that like Severance or uh, vinegar syndrome does, they usually end up on Prime eventually at some point. So I believe that might even be the same print. I don't know. I haven't checked it. So it's worth checking out if you haven't seen it. It yeah. really is. Um, and nothing that we've said is really going to spoil it because they're really... they're. The story that we laid out is about as much story as you're going to fucking get anyway.
1: Yeah, pretty much. What we just gave you, that's the story. Yeah.
0: And there's enough atmosphere and enough interesting things in this to keep my attention and really make me like it. But overall, it was just kind of disappointing. And I guess it's not for me. I don't know if it's because it's not sleazy enough or what I wanted specifically from it. But I will say that I feel like I need to give this another shot. I'm just not going to do it right away.
1: Yeah, give it some time. Let it all... (laughs) marinate
0: yeah you got to give everything a second watch especially if you're just only mildly disappointed in it unless you're like like full-on fuck you movie the entire time you should always give something a second watch
1: just don't forget that this you know don't wait so long that you once again think it's going to be a raunchy then exploitation
0: no that much i'll remember matt i will always i will always remember where the exploitation and titties are in a movie
1: all right good job
0: (laughs) it may be my only skill in life
1: Nah, you have plenty. You put together this podcast.
0: Yeah, weekly. For 249 weeks and counting.
1: Fucking A, let's blow
0: ourselves some more. (laughs) I'm just blowing myself. I'm not blowing you.
1: I said ourselves, so I'm blowing me, you're blowing you. (laughs) Clip? Clip? I guess, probably.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, you're going to have to dig up some news here. We're going to take another break here. We'll play the promo for the newest podcast. I'm going to push as hard as I fucking can. And we'll have a little bit more music that is straight out, apparently, of the soundtrack for The Other Hell. And when we come back, then we shall do the news.
8: Taste colors beyond any known spectrum as phonic euphoria cascades into your consciousness. Observe the laws of physics no longer applying to an existence that confines. Space and time will unravel and reform to a screaming new dawn, bursting with infinite possibility. It's as easy as listening to the Corrupted Youth Podcast, where the father-son duo of Dan and Brennan explore the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of golden age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler-heavy fashion. Corrupted Youth Podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and more. Take a break from reality, unlock your infinite cosmic potential, and become a dongle.
0: like that reportedly on the soundtrack why wasn't this like filled with more pornographic type material
1: right holy <laughs> jesus christ i thought that was the nwo theme
0: <laughs> it had enough waka jowaka to be that didn't it
3: yeah right
0: well you know jesus. what i'm hoping has some waka jowaka matt the that's Oof. Ah, Vila always posts some really interesting stuff. I've stolen many a thing. I mean, repurposed our memes from her timeline.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. You didn't steal anything, you repurposed our memes. It's the people's
0: memes. memes, they belong to us. I just have reshared them.
1: Ah, the BBC News. Coronavirus. Dutch singletons advised to seek a sex buddy.
0: Oh, I did see that article. Yeah, that's really crazy.
1: Yeah, the Dutch government has issued new guidance to single people seeking intimacy during the pandemic, advising them to find a sex buddy. The National Institute for Public Health and the Environment says singletons should come to an arrangement with one other person.
0: It makes sense, right? You get yourself quarantined for 14 days, you find someone who's staying in quarantine, and then you either shelter together and like really shelter together, if you know what I'm saying, or you keep it separated from everybody else and only get together with you two that are sheltered apart.
1: Yeah, but the pairing should avoid sex if one of them suspects that they have coronavirus, the advice says. The guidance comes after critics said there was no sex advice for singles. Social distancing measures have been in place in the Netherlands since the 23rd of March when the government imposed what it called an intelligent or targeted lockdown. The rules are far less strict than those of the country's neighbors permitting small gatherings of people if social distancing was observed. But in guidance published on the 14th, 15th of May, the RIVM said it makes sense that as a single person, you would also want to have physical contact during the pandemic. Yeah,
0: people need to get Sh- laid, man.
1: I mean, come on, dude. It's, it's, I mean, we don't have a lot left. Afraid a vaginas? Um, yeah, well, should singletons choose to, then this, uh, this is perfect for you. If you're afraid, you just stay inside. You. I think that's going in
0: the spank bank. Uh,
1: probably. Uh, should singletons choose to engage in sexual contact precautions should be taken to minimize the risk of coronavirus exposure. The authority said discuss how to best do this together. The RVM guidance says, for example, meet with the same person to have physical or sexual contact. Pull out and further example, degrade a- her by cubby daughter. Whoa. That's a guideline? For exa- yeah. For example, a cuddle buddy or sex buddy, provided you are free of yes, illness. Yes, you can't have sex by sticking an erect penis into a vagina. You can. I know. It's surprising, but it's <clears throat> true. Make good arrangements with this person about how many other people you both see. The more people you see, the greater the chance of spreading the The blood of virgins? <laughs> the- yeah, probably. Uh, the RIVM has also issued advice for people whose long-term partners suspect they have contracted the coronavirus. Don't have sex with your partner if they've been isolated because of coronavirus infection, it says. Sex with yourself or with others at a distance is possible. It's going to cost you some serious cock. Pulling it just to pull it. It <laughs> adds suggesting erotic stories and masturbating together as possible I got solutions.
0: Botox in my scrotum. Funny story, dude
1: yeah right uh monday the netherlands began the first stage of a five-phase lockdown exit plan as part of the first phase libraries hairdressers nails bars uh nail bars beauticians massage salons and places provided occupational therapy were allowed to reopen from 11 and there's monday. a lot of
2: weighing around
1: The relaxation of restrictions came after Dutch Prime Minister Mark Root said the country had made headway in its efforts to bring the number of coronavirus infections and deaths down. Christ, let's go lick some assholes. A further 200 infections and 53 deaths are recorded in the Netherlands in the past 24 hours. In total, 43,880 people have been tested, tested positive coronavirus in the country so far, with more than 5,500 deaths. So maybe you shouldn't be easing restrictions, you fucking crazy Dutch bastards.
0: The problem is the people. You can have restrictions as much as possible, but if people aren't going to follow them... You're just going to make them feel like they're being rebellious and having a good time, and they're not going to follow them anyway. I mean, even the ones we've, how about- we've had here, a lot of people haven't really followed. Like, we need education to tell people why they need to stay away, but even still, people are going to be fucking ignorant and still but, go out.
1: But that education's lies. But uh, I think in the words of Dr. Levo, how about no, you crazy Dutch bastards?
0: <laughs> you just wanted to say... No, you crazy dustbathers, that's why you picked Come, this whole article.
1: Actually, I didn't think of that until the very end of the article, believe it or not. I just saw the article about a government suggesting how people should do their sex and I was like, I'm gonna pull it just to pull it. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, it's a really bizarre time where, you know, you do have to worry at some stage about whether or not you getting laid is worth you also possibly getting infected with coronavirus, which is a whole other worry on top of all of the other sexual transmitted diseases you can get on top of that. And I think I read a study somewhere where like even sperm can transfer coronavirus too. like any bodily fluids can do it, too.
1: Uh, It's a it's coronavirus is now, I believe, officially a sexually transmitted disease on top of
0: everything else. Yeah,
1: on top of everything else.
0: Well, it loves the proteins that live in your balls. So. That, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Is that a clip? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's also true.
0: Like, that's what it's like. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's coronavirus like, super crack and that shit.
1: It, it needs them proteins. <laughs> we, we really need a, a vaccine. One, of course, that only the ultra rich can afford because obviously they deserve to live more than the rest of us.
0: I can't tell if you're being sarcastic, but I sure hope.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And other horse that sex news. news. Let's do another news story, please. Another
1: one? You got it. This one uh, from our friend Blue. Uh, also from the BBC News. Coronavirus football. FC soul apologizes for sex dolls in the stands. <laughs> Everyone will be coming on my face. Every sex doll?
0: Wow, that's it, a lot of work.
1: Yeah. It's a challenge for sports leagues across the world if the, to play. They can only play and resume in empty stadiums. But how, but how can the atmosphere be improved? However, not many clubs will be rushing to follow the example of FC Seoul. The top flight South Korean side has apologized after fans accused them of using sex dolls in the stands. What's with all that asshole F- creep?
0: In the sex dolls?
1: FC Seoul, yeah. FC Seoul insisted they were premium mannequins rather than sex dolls. That cock and but shit, you know, it's like metal but did admit they came from a supplier that produces sex toys. And some of the dolls were holding size advertising X-rated websites. Yes, you can't have sex Despite, by sticking an erect penis into a vagina. of that's that's Yeah, right. Despite (laughs) pornography being banned in South Korea.
0: Okay, wait, wait. Back it up. Back it up, Uh Mayor.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. I
0: want to make sure that I heard you correctly. Go ahead. This is in South Korea. Yeah. Pornography has been banned. Yeah. This soccer team in South Korea populated their stand with sex dolls advertising their website as well as websites for pornography, which are banned in South Korea. That is correct. This sports ball team is now my favorite sports ball team that has ever existed.
1: The mannequins manufacturer told the BBC they had apologized to FC Soul, but they also reiterated that dolls were merely premium mannequins.
0: We really need to emphasize premium. The highest of quality mannequins.
1: You hear that, fellas? If your girl finds your sex doll, just tell her it's a premium mannequin. Premium it's Just mannequin. a premium
0: mannequin. <laughs> it's nothing to be jealous of. Ignore the fact that it looks like your sister. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but no uh, uh so what happened at the match well on sunday fc so played their first home match of the k-league season i have no idea what any of that meant i'm assuming
0: soccer. i'm gonna be the biggest the fan of this group forever just because of the sex dolls in the stadium when it's illegal i'm, I'm sorry premium mannequins
1: premium mannequins come on man uh the ground was empty one of the many measures designed to prevent a covid19 outbreak so before the match a company called dalcom offered to fill some of the empty seats in the club shut up are you talking about penises i am in total there were 30 mannequins 28 of them female two of them male
3: it's the erection that counts
1: Good for them. However, uh, friends watching online noticed that some of the mannequins looked more like sex dolls. Uh, that, 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 and some were
0: premium mannequins.
1: I'm just going off of what the thing's telling me here. It's some were advertising X-rated websites lending to the club apologizing on Instagram and Facebook. Dalcom said the adverts came from a sex toy company who placed orders with Dalcom and wanted to take pictures of mannequins before the game. They were supposed to take all the logos down before the game started, Dalcom director Cho Young Joon told BBC. But there were several hairbands and logos left to be caught by the public eye. Um, The FC Seoul official Lee Lee G. Hoon told the BBC it didn't do a background check on Dow and didn't realize they worked in the sex industry. Mr. Lee admitted he thought the sex dolls looked very human, but said it didn't even enter his mind that they could be
0: sex dolls. Okay, now they went from being my favorite sports ball team ever to my least favorite because they backed away from it. They didn't embrace the bad boy image or anything like that. They're backpedaling and they're terrified and they are basically gotten doomed by this hoax from this Dow company which yeah coincidentally this is the greatest fucking prank i've heard of in a while
1: yeah that was a, that was pretty epic man that was an epic prank right there that was hard yeah i'm
0: very proud of them for that
1: yeah good job guys well done that deserves that deserves a little bit of a golf clap
0: yeah that's definitely excellent work
1: well done well done everyone
0: your family would be proud, proud.
1: fuck your family i'm proud clip <laughs> and that's it That's the news.
0: (laughs) With that, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to play the Ending Legion promo. We'll have a little bit more music straight out of the
2: soundtrack of The Other Hell. And when we come back, we will close out this fucking show. the podcast on Haunted Hill the Psycho-Semantic podcast Rick Radio, House of Wax Dude Looks Like the 80s
0: of the movie that's working for us quite well i think <laughs> until you ruined it with your pseudo spooky talk there
1: fuck you that was great i don't really need to hear it from you
0: yeah well i have the power to mute you just keep that in mind
1: yeah i know <laughs> do it then do it
0: well this is the closing of may mate this is the final film for mate and what's up next matt what are we doing I don't know. What are we doing? We are doing... You know, not ever tell me. <laughs> You know, it's on the list, man. It's the Andy Sedaris Lethal Ladies films. Now, oh. as far as I understand it, I think there's like two of those that he didn't direct that his son did. But they're all part of the series, and he was at least executive producer on all of them, if not writer and everything. So I'm just going to lump them all together. All right. uh, I know them as the Lethal Ladies series is what they've been touted as. They've also been called the Andy Sedaris Bombs, Boobs, and Bullets, I believe. <laughs> and then there's, like, Girls, Guns, and G-Strings or the other thing as well. I, I'm not sure exactly what I'll call it for the full franchise fest. I'm thinking I'm just going to call it the Andy Sedaris full franchise fest. That's just going to be the easiest to go because he's involved with all these films exponentially. So. There you go. And really, that's the reason yeah. why I'm picking them anyway. It has nothing to do with the fact that, like, every single movie is filled with so much nudity and, like, every actor's super hot even though they can't act. All right. I mean, what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no, trust me, dude. After the year that we've had, you are going to have a total blast with the Sedaris movies, and I promise you, you've seen at least one or two of these on Late Night Cable and will remember it as you're reviewing them. I know it's going to happen. Oh, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> now, I'm going to double check it, but I'm going to basically be trying to do them in the year, like in the order of the years that they were released. That's why some of them are going to be Andy Sedaris' uh, son. I think it's Christian who did like one or two of them that'll show up later on, and then we'll be back to some of the final films that Andy Sedaris himself made. Now, we have about, I think, 12 total films that we're going to have to try and jam into 11 episodes. So, number 260, which is our final one for the year, we're going to do a back to back movie review. All
4: right.
0: <laughs> so, that's the plan. We've got 11 weeks left in the Cinema Psyops year, starting with next week at 250. And I'm at the point now where I'm like, why even celebrate the fact that we made it to 250? Because we've been doing it week for week constantly at this point. Like, it's just closing out the fifth year, ending up into the sixth year, is what's more important to me at this point.
1: Right. I just want to close up 2020. So whatever steps get us closer to that.
0: <laughs> well, just doing this podcast week by week and having something to look forward to and also having something to put yeah. out there for everybody else, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank so you.
0: I am so looking forward to the Andy Sedaris stuff in hell, man, 250 in under five years.
1: Yeah. That's pretty fucking
0: amazing. Damn. Only doing weekly releases. We didn't cheat it and split things in half like some podcasts have done to up their numbers faster. Didn't do any of that shit. Just straight one week, one number. And if we did a bonus content, that was labeled as bonus and it didn't count towards the total.
1: Damn, man. Look at us being fucking for real.
0: (laughs) It's kind of the only bragging rights we have because we've never released anything that was quote-unquote evergreen content. We recorded elsewhere and then released it just to have something. This is all always new content these 250 weeks that we're heading up towards. <laughs> (laughs) Where can you find all the previous content that we've been talking about? That's legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash (laughs) psyops. You can also find our Facebook group where we have the highest quality of memes posted, as well as some of the craziest fucking articles that you'll ever see. And uh, just announcements and everything that's going on in our lives in the Facebook group. Got a couple of listeners that are both down right now, both hospitalized. Our boy Chris Mounts and then our good friend, Bradley Adorn Campolina, I believe is how he pronounces his last name. It's it's an amalgam of he and his husband's name. Uh, Bradley is from the Deuce podcast. He's down with COVID-19 right now. Not sure what's going on with Chris, but wanted to put it out there. You guys are in our thoughts.
1: He said it was a leg thing, I think. That was... That's what I That thought was he Ken. Said. Ken's
0: in the uh, was yeah. Oh Ken, that's yes. Ken. Oh
1: jeez. So we have 3. 3, three
0: listeners, three. right. And we're keeping prize on everybody in the group as best we can. I'm going to keep marking the announcements for anyone that's a listener or just participates in the group that I see something's gone wrong. We're going to keep updating there as much as we can and find out what's going on with everybody in the Cinema Psyops group. Unfortunately, it's a side effect of what we have to do with what's going on with society now. i like to try and keep things fun and everything, but we're also kind of a family here, so we want to support each other as best we can.
1: Yeah. I'm that drunk uncle.
0: <laughs> and you're the Uncle Bad Touch who is Matt Psyop on Facebook.
1: Aw, oh, dude, I know I'm not. <laughs> Wait, that dude. I'm, I'm, I'm way too socially awkward to be touching anybody.
0: <laughs> also socially awkward, but not on Facebook, is court psyops. That's me. <laughs> you can email feedback to Matt, psyopmat at gmail.com. Let him know that you've got evidence that he's nowhere near as socially awkward as he claims.
1: I'm definitely as socially awkward as I claim.
0: You can email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com, and let him know that you are, in fact, the one he's been looking for all this time. You are the dear friend that, in fact, has a link to a prince in Nigeria that just needs my bank account to transfer money to me. Dear friend in Christ. Oh, wait. That's just what the emails I've been getting there lately anyway.
1: <laughs> I mean, listen, are we all going to feel stupid when that uh, Nigerian prince dies with all those billions in his apartment? Ah, uh, no, that's... Just trying to give them That's away. how it no,
0: always ends up happening. Now I've actually jumped yep. back on the Hatefield fest that is Twitter. At court underscore Psyop. I unfollowed a bunch of folks. I pared all my follows down. I'm trying to build up from the ground up and see if maybe I can give Twitter another chance and enjoy it a little bit more. So I was
1: with you one ready just to go back into abusive
0: relationships.
1: <laughs> I don't get you.
0: I, I don't know. It's a pattern.
1: We should really get you in to see somebody about yeah, that.
0: Yeah, but you couldn't get me my father away from that.
1: Oh, buddy. Hey, you doing? Right <laughs> yeah,
0: there? I'll be just fine. Because also on the Hayfield Shitfest, that is Twitter, is Matt Psyop at Matt Psyop, and I am at Court underscore Psyop. I'm also on the gram of Insta, where I tend to have the most fun every time I'm on that media, being all social. I love to repost our memes that I am sharing whenever I find them on your timelines
1: yes we will of course share our memes that you made <laughs> for
0: the people you made these memes for the people you shared these memes for the people these people are the owners of our memes and i they w- will be posted and i will post them on my instagram feed or our instagram feed of cinema underscore he would post them post haste but only the highest of quality memes will be repurposed to become our memes for the people
1: only the highest quality we only believe in the highest quality
0: well as we're all out there struggling to get through the rest of May that is left kick the fuck out of this month and this week and make it your bitch My life's a mess and so is everything else in my life. Your life's a mess and so is everything else in your life.
1: Pretty much it. I get home and I'm like, alright. Probably the computer went uploading beast on me. It's happened before. Okay. go in there and I lost everything. And I mean everything.
0: Your hard drive wiped? Yeah. Is this the same computer that got shit spilled on it or is this a different machine? Oh, different machine. <laughs> what the
1: fuck, man? It's my time. Like, I have everything back. Well, I'm on the machine now that got shit spilled on it that believe it or not works fine. How does this mic sound to you, by the way?
0: This one's okay. Is this your... What, what are you using? This is, this is something new I'm using. I'm using
1: this uh, headset I got that's really like not like low-grade. It's not like a gamer headset. It's a nice one.
0: I mean, I'm game. If you still want to record on your side and you want to give it a shot, you're not breaking up or anything. And I think with your booming voice, a small mic might actually be a better
1: thing. <laughs> Maybe. That's what I was like. I was like, I'm going to try that. Also, it might help because my chair is also fucked up. And so it constantly makes noises one two three and let me see here hold on i want to okay never mind i've got to go ahead and delete that shit because that was stupid and yeah there we go wait till you see the orangutans with sniper rifles
0: oh no that's just offensive <laughs> why they're hunting rifles matt <laughs>
1: Oh, they're, I'm sorry, not night Those array tanks don't snipe people. They're just hunting for, you know, <laughs>
0: rabbits and such. Oh, no, they're hunting okay. humans. They're not sniper they're rifles.
1: <laughs> Looking around, he comes to the, like, all the dummies and hanging towels. Dolls. Towels. Dolls. <laughs>